glass of beer and talk about uh, all the things we can. So spare a minute of your time. Oh, it's time for a love letter to Knoxville, the town, the people, the brews. Today, we talk with Zach of Knox Brew Hub, effectively the Beer Central Station of Knoxville, Tennessee. Not only is it a great place to sample local craft beer, Knox Brew House is also an avid promoter of the city of Knoxville, the brews it produces, and the people that make it such a special place to be in a way that's very unique. You enter a stranger and leave a friend. Holding a hand-drawn map of the breweries of Knoxville and a belly full of carefully selected local craft beer. Knox Brew Hub is nothing less than a love letter to the town it resides in. Now it's time for some fun, time for some dares, time for some adventures and be everywhere. Apart from seeing an impromptu Gaelic Storm concert one night with my dad, I've not explored Knoxville, Tennessee properly until my recent trip to the city. What I found was a city filled with beautiful sights, culture, and people. However, I'll admit, if I hadn't stumbled upon Knox Brew Hub, I would say I'd have much less knowledge and appreciation for the city that I now love. I'm in downtown Knoxville with no particular destination in mind. More lack of planning than preference. People on either side of me enjoy food and drink outside as the sun starts to set. I run into a sign that, quite frankly, would lure any avid beer enjoyer in. It says, Knox Brew Hub. I enter to see comfortable couches, beer to go, and a large tap list of local craft beer. Mamma mia, I say to myself, hopefully not out loud. I sit at the bar, and I meet Zach. We get to it. I tell him what I prefer. He narrows down a list, pours some beers, tells me about the beers, tells me about the breweries, and we just get to talking. After about a minute, I have a hand-drawn map of places I should go for the night, along with a scheduled interview tomorrow with Zach. Time passes, and I go to just about every place he recommends. They were all unique, fantastic, and tailored to me. I wake up, meet with him the next morning. He greets me like an old friend. We sit down, and we begin to talk. How's it going? Fantastic. I'm happy to be here and just thankful for this opportunity, and, and thanks for your time. Well, it's fun to talk. I mean, we, we already talked for a bit behind the bar last yeah. night, and um, I wanted to get into how you got here. Hmm. Let's walk back. What's okay. the what's the story? Yeah, uh, the super short version is I dropped out of college to record an album and tour with a band. Okay. Four to five weeks into that tour, the band broke up. Ooh. And I wasn't sure what to do with my life. 
decided to continue to pursue music until the summer of 2014. Okay. And in 2014, the band broke up again, the, the second band. Sure. And here I am, 25 years old, not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. Do I go back to school? Do I get a job? I knew I loved three things deeply at that time and still do. And that is the city of Knoxville, uh, craft beer and people. Mm. And uh, after visiting Asheville and seeing a guided brewery tour company, okay, I thought maybe that's the best way to pursue all three of those loves. Sure. So the fall of 2014, I started a, my first ever company. It's called Knox Brew Tours. Bought a mini bus off of Craigslist. Took a non-credit course at a community college and learned how to build a website. And we ran our first tour um, October 28, 2014. 2014. And describe the beer scene at, at that time. Was it, What was Knoxville like? Yeah, good question. So there was four breweries. Three of them were brew pups. Only one of them was a production-only facility. Mm-hmm. And what made me motivated to 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 go to hit the go button was that i had confirmed that there were two breweries in planning so we had four we were gonna have six right felt like the community was gonna grow and all i needed was three to say yes and i was ready to start those two breweries opened in 2015 two or three more opened in 2016 by 2019 we were working with 19 different breweries okay we had three vehicles a full team of about seven people, eight eight people, and uh, Knox Brew Tours was becoming sort of my my life's work, my my the dream come true. The rise, fall, and eventual comeback of craft breweries in the United States is a story for the ages, and could be told in detail in a large, large, large book or two. But let's quickly go over the numbers. Historically, the U.S. boasted around 4,000 breweries in 1873. Predictably, the advent of Prohibition severely lessened these numbers on January 17, 1920. When Prohibition ended December 5, 1933, the brewery count, along with, quite frankly, good, solid, tested brewers and brewing traditions, slowed substantially. And as recently as the 1970s, the country had fewer than 100 functional breweries. With the renewed interest and legalization of homebrewing without taxation by the federal government, by the Carter administration in 1978, and many, many other factors, craft beer was back, baby. Today, there are over 9,000 working craft breweries in the United States more than doubling the 1873 numbers. To slow down and illustrate this, um, Zach's Tours started with just a few breweries. Here are breweries you can choose today from the downtown walking tour Zach provides. I hope you're ready. I don't know if I am. Abridged Beer Co., Albright Grove Brewing, Alliance Brewing, Balter Beer Works, Barrel House by Gypsy Circus, Black Horse Pub and Brewery, Crafty Bastards Brewery Downtown and West, Elst Beer Co., Geezer's Brewery, Hexagon Brewing Co., Highwire Brewery, Last Days of Autumn Brewery, Orange Hat Brewing Co., Pretentious Beer Co., they actually make custom beer glasses that are really cool, Print Shop Beer Co., and Zool Beer Co. I apologize if I didn't pronounce that correctly, but 
Isn't that crazy? Anyway, let me catch my breath. Let's talk with Zach about the birth of Craft Beer Hub. Uh, in 2020, obviously the world stopped, mm. and the Craft Beer Bar that our tour used as our pickup drop-off location decided not to renew their lease. And one thing led to another, and we took over the space. And the word hub kept coming up. It's a hub for our tour company. It's a hub for Knoxville Beer. And what's exciting is it just became the physical embodiment of the spirit of the tour company. Yeah. You know, it, in, and so the mission statement didn't change. The focus didn't change. Uh, just changed how we did it. And now it's been two and a half years later, and we've got a craft beer bar located right in the heart of downtown Knoxville. 100% local tap beer wall, map of breweries on the wall, like telling you where to go, headquarters for the ale trail map, and, and the pickup drop-off for our tour company. And it sounds crazy, but we might be the only bar in America whose goal is to encourage you to go somewhere else. Go to other bars. <laughs> I know. And it's actually it's actually really interesting because I was walking around. Yeah. I was coming through Knoxville for just a night, and um, I came in here. Yeah. Not knowing what it was or anything. And this is kind of like the Grand Central Station That's, before you go to the That was the breweries. dream. Yeah. We wanted to be like a visitor center for Knoxville Beer. Yeah. Um, we don't want to be your only stop. We just want to be your first stop. Yeah. And and to be honest, we have a lot of great craft beer bars in, in Knoxville. And, and I just love this community. And, and, and I love this place so much. I don't think this bar would work if mm. I went six blocks in any direction. Oh, no. Like being downtown... Being in the right over Market Square, being surrounded by so many hotels, we sort of are literally and figuratively the gateway. Yeah. You know, um, I think if we were in North Knox or South Knox, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting. We're really honored to like kind of carry that. When, when we were going to first open the bar, mm -hmm. I called all my brewery partners to make sure that this wouldn't have a negative impact on our relationship. It's like, hey, I think about opening a bar. Is that cool with you guys? And they basically all said the same thing. They're like, are you going to still do tours? I go, yeah. And now you're going to buy our beer too? I go, yeah. And they go, great. Don't see the problem. Let's do uh, there's it. There's no downside here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's great because you can get any beer from any brewery around us, yeah. drink it. And then it's not just, you don't just go like, oh, yeah, you could go here. It's all the way over there. You brought out a map yeah. and stenciled well, where I should go. And we night. have a nail trail map that's just out right now. Yeah. Um, I wish I wish I could show it to you because it, it shows where every single brewery's at. And we use it constantly. We use it all the time. And, and to your point, like, beer is diverse, right? Mm. Breweries are diverse and as, as diverse as people are. And... Not all breweries are good for all people. And so I try to like ask people questions. What do you like to drink? What environment do you like to drink it in? Who are you with? Mm. Do, you, do you bring a raincoat? Like, are you on foot? Are you in a car? Like, all those things will impact which brewery we think you should go visit and, and make sure you have a great time while you're in Knoxville. Yeah. Speaking of Knoxville, what's, what's special about it to you? Having, having grown up really yeah. with the beer scene in Knoxville, but also the beer scene. Yeah. I think what's special about Knoxville is we're in this really sweet spot the past 10 years where if you have a dream that you want to pursue, it's possible to do that here. What I mean by that is there's still areas of Knoxville that are underdeveloped and could be purchased and, and used to, to, to start a business. There are still neighborhoods that are growing that need, you know, services that, that people could provide. Hmm. If there is a business, whatever it may be, a dog park, a, a shoe company, whatever, 
that you're passionate about, there's a chance that you could start it here and be relevant very quickly. Yeah. Because there's just this honesty and authenticity to this city. It's sort of big enough to keep it interesting, but small enough to keep you honest. Mm, that's interesting. And, you know, you, you, you could really oust yourself pretty quickly in this downtown community because of how connected it is. If, if you were to decide to be a jerk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and most, I'd say 90%, at least it feels like 90% of the businesses that you interact with on a daily life are, are locally owned and operated. Mm. And so there's not a lot of corporate um, influence and there's not a lot of outside money either. Um, and that's exciting. Now that's changing. And that yeah. scares me. The secret's getting out. Knoxville's a great little town. Mm. We've got a lot of a lot of honest stuff going on. I cannot tell you how many times people have taken a little Tennessee tour, and I get the same thing. They're like, "I spent two days in Memphis, and four days in Nashville, and I spent one day in Knoxville," and they all admit they did it wrong. They should have spent more time in Knoxville. I'd have to agree. Yeah, I'd you have, have to agree. agree. I'd have to agree. I should have spent more time in Knoxville is something I said to myself as I drove away from the city in my van. I enjoyed the place so much. Everyone knows I'm a history person. I couldn't help myself but to do some research about the Sitteries, uh, cities, no, Sitteries history. <laughs> Embrace mistakes. Let's briefly get into it. I'll be using and quoting an article entitled Brief History of Knoxville by Jack Neely. The city was founded by the George Washington administration as the capital of the new Southwestern Territory. Knoxville really witnessed the birth of the state of Tennessee and was, for more than 20 years, the state's capital. Post-Civil War, Knoxville was reborn an industrial city, and many of the buildings downtown date from the Gilded Age. Think post-Grant presidency. But in reference to its modern cultural influence. And this is what I find fascinating. Here's where I'll quote the article. Quote, If not as celebrated for music as some other Tennessee cities, Knoxville played an important role in the development of popular music for more than a century. Knoxville's known as the cradle of country music due to its role in nurturing the early careers of Chet Atkins, Flat and Shrugs, Dolly Parton, and several other major figures. However, Knoxville is also home to the oldest symphony orchestra in the South. And through figures like blues innovators Brownie and Stick McGee, an influential harmonist, the Everly Brothers, Knoxville played a role in the dawn of rock and roll. It even has a bit of jazz heritage, end quote. The things you find out when you look beyond the surface. It's so cool. Let's finish up our conversation with Zach. I'm sitting here with a fellow podcaster, speaking yeah. of connection and stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's talk about the podcast a little bit. What's that about? So, a friend of mine and I, uh, his radio name is Striker, and uh, Striker, yeah, Striker. He's had a lot of radio names. Uh, my favorite <laughs> is Mama Calls Me Kevin, but okay, he, he goes by Striker. Okay. And uh, Stryker and I got the opportunity to start a radio show at a, the local college radio station, mm. WTK. And we did that show for a while, and it was going really well. But there were just some some limitations. We wanted to change some things up. We wanted to do it here. We wanted to have some more flexibility. So 
uh, we left the radio station and started Knox Brew Stories. Mm. And Knox Brew Stories is a digital space dedicated to telling the stories of Knoxville and Knoxville beer. Mm. And we do that with a blog, with the radio show, with the podcast. So the podcast is recorded live. There's no editing. There's like you hit go. It's a show. It's, it's broadcast on Channel Z, which is an internet radio station. Yeah. And then is available as a podcast the next day. And it's just, it's like the highlight of my week. Every Monday, we get to just talk to somebody interesting who loves Knoxville and loves beer and loves people. We get to fe- feature a local musician. And we've got a little fan base that shows up on Mondays and just comes and hangs out. And yeah, so we're actually at the bar right now. I feel like I should explain all the background. No, it's all right. The ambiance. It adds to the ambiance. Yeah, we're here like about 45 minutes before open, and, and we've got the bartender getting the place ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, I mean, you're very well-spoken, so I'm really excited to, to listen to it. Well, and I appreciate the, that. And the fact that you don't edit it, I, I, I think I, I stutter a lot generally, so yeah. I have to edit it down a little bit sometimes, but that's well, so cool. For, so I have a little bit of a background in radio, Yeah, and... I just love the energy of radio mm. and you can definitely capture that in a podcast, but not in my opinion, not as well as live. I agree. Like, yeah. you know, there's this pressure, mm. the show's going to start whether you're ready or not, yeah. you know, and there's no rewind and there's no backup and you just have to have, there's a rawness to it. Yeah. And it's like, if you mess up, you just say, Hey, you know, whoops. And you move on. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. It's it's just, we tell the guests too, we're like, it's live. So, you know, just go. Go for it. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. It's, it's the most important question I ask people. I ask everybody this. What keeps you going? What keeps me going? Yeah. That's a big question. You know, that's an important one and one that I try to reflect on often because it is easy, I think, in this industry where there's a lot of competition, there's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of crazy hours and burnout is very easy. You know, alcohol is obviously, uh, can be a great thing, but it can also be a very dangerous thing too. And and so Mm -hmm. that, that can also be a challenge. Yeah. So I, I try to reflect on that question a lot, um, because it's easy to, to get burnt out. It's easy to, to kind of get stuck in some bad habits in this industry. So for me, it's really about, improving the lives of other people. And and what I mean by that is it, if you think about it, every single thing we do. So yesterday you came to the bar yeah. and you sat down and you're like, Oh, what beer should I drink next? And and I suggested the, a light lager from next level. Mm. When I served you that pint, I was thinking about the brewer that made it and how they've got a family to feed and the, and the brewery owner that took a risk to start that business. And then by sending you to that brewery, the bartender that's going to take care of you, that you're going to tip. And how, while you're here, you know, I wanted you to be comfortable and to enjoy yourself and, and to, to have an experience that uh, was positive. Hmm. And, and, and we also improve our own lives too, right? Um, you know, you took care of us and you brought me some beers. And, like, and so like at the core of what keeps me going is like all these sort of things that seem normal or insignificant really can change some people's lives. And I I think it's all about making other people's lives better. 
That's that's really what it, the core of it is. I agree. It's, yeah. At the end of the day, it's not just about the beer. It's about the people behind the beer, what it represents, the town that the, the beer is in, and the connection yeah. that you have with people. I, I will admit, nine and a half years into this business, I, I am a little burnt out on the liquid, yeah. meaning I don't care as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I, I used to really, really care about the beer, and now I care more about the environment. Mm-hmm. I care more about... The customer service, the comfortability of the space, the their involvement in the community. Like, I'd rather drink a bad beer somewhere where I feel safe and comfortable and supported and that they love their community and that they're doing, and they're family focused, than have this incredible beer in an environment that feels dry and sterile and the bartender seems pissed off I walked in. I absolutely agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think five or six years ago, to be successful, brewery, all you had to do is make really great beer. And that's just not the case anymore. Now it's, how are you going to present that beer to your customers? And I think that's that, that part of it has kind of become my focus lately. Yeah. Well, and you can tell. I, I will say, I came in here a stranger. <laughs> uh, and I'm leaving a friend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it, this is, uh, I really appreciate you talking with I, me, I would Zach. be very bummed if this is the last time we hang out. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm coming back to Knoxville. You're the first person I'll reach out Dude, to. Dude, definitely give me more heads up next time so absolutely. we can plan a little bit and get some, get you on a tour, maybe on the podcast, and hopefully oh, yeah. uh, we can go meet up with some brewery owners, too. Such a nice place. Such a nice place person. Zach and I traded stories, traded beers we had with each other, and continue to keep in touch. In my view, Zach and Knox Brew Hub are everything that's right about the beer scene. It's everything the beer scene and a business in general, a person in general, should strive to be. And that is a thoughtful, caring, kind, and active part of any community. I would strongly recommend checking them out on your way through Knoxville. Now, if you'll enjoy Zach's beautifully summarized, uh, honestly, what should be the logline of this podcast, (laughs) thoughts. Here it is. Couldn't have said it any better myself, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) And I need that reminder sometimes. Yeah. You know, with Knox Brew Tours, we do that with education, with storytelling. Mm -hmm. You know, our tour company, I believe that when you when you learn more about a brewery, its story, how it came to be, why it exists, who who creates it, who makes it up, it creates a deeper connection to your community, to your surroundings, to the city that you live in. Mm. And the more we understand a product, the more we can appreciate it and the more we enjoy it. So I think knowledge and education. So it's literally it's at the core of everything. If it if we're not making somebody's life better, we should probably you know, pack up our ball and go home. Now that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Beer Nomad podcast. It helps the show grow. It helps the show succeed if you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening now. Otherwise, you can follow along visually at my Instagram at the Beer Nomad Van. So that is it. Uh, thank you so much. Drink good beer and be good to each other. Cheers.